Welcome to today's podcast, and thank you for tuning in. Again, I can't say that enough. Thank you. I love that you're listening. Feel the love. It's about love, prayers, and healing, but it's a genuine love from the Holy Spirit reaching out to you, saying, I care. I want to meet your need. As I, as I love you, as I share the Word of God, a testimony, and then pray for you. That's the whole goal of this podcast, and I'm not hounding you for money, and God has provided I want you to be ministered to. And so today, I want to talk to you about Jehovah Jireh. That's a fancy word. Some of you don't know what that means. It just means that God is our provider and that he will make provision for the vision. And I have seen this happen in my life. And it's God at work within us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And that's taken from the second chapter of Philippians. But I want to read another verse to you. I want to read Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 10. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. So I want to talk to you about what I call a good work that he has prepared for me to walk in before I ever existed, I believe before the foundation of the world. This is something that I was meant to do, and there are things that you're meant to do, and you've got to get in touch and find out what is God's plan for you? What is he inside of you, both to will and to do, and to provide for you to do? And I went to Africa back in 2001, and I went to the island where Mandela was a prisoner. I stood in his cell uh, on Robben Island, and we heard the former prisoners who are now tour guides of the museum tell us the story of their punishment and treatment, and the white people got 100% of the food rations, the, the colored 80, and the black people 20. And I just was appalled by this. But then they took us out to the yard, and they said they would have Mandela dig a hole and get in it and then cover him, and then he, they would urinate in his face. And I, I don't know, just it just was something I just, oh, I was appalled at. And when we took the boat home back to Cape Town, I sat in the back of the boat and I began to weep. I, I did. I, I just said, God, how can I help this? What can I do? Because, see, we all can do something. I never knew how much God would do through me in this area, but he said something in my heart that really touched me. And I know it was from God because I don't think in these terms, but he said to me, if you will love the motherland... I will heal the racial wounds at home. And I said, love the motherland, like love Africa. And, and it would somehow help heal African-American and, and Euro-American uh, race relations. That's a tall order. But what happened is I flew up to Botswana the next day. We saw all the people dying of AIDS. It was in the year 2001. There were no antiretroviral medication, and, and there was nothing they could do for them but comfort them. They were on hospice, and it was ravaging the country. And uh, we were in the home of, of uh, this woman was our hostess. She was a nurse. And I said, what can I do to help you? And they said, send liquid nutrition, send Ensure, because Ensure builds up the immune system. Now, with antiretroviral medication and nutrition, they, you know, really are living. But the problem in Africa is that they still need nutrition. So now, almost 20 years later, we've sent over 250,000 cans and over 50 shipments with the help of World Medical Relief. 
And it just keeps going on, and it reminds me of what I would call a food multiplication miracle, like the five loaves and the two fish. These cans just keep coming to me. And I won't get into the story of exactly the formation of Fawn, but I do want to share with you where we're at right now. And that is that in, in 2010, this guy came up to me and he said, Pastor Frank, if you write this book, they'll support Fawn. And I said, who? I laughed. Who's going to read a book that I write? And how will they support Fawn? I'm not going to have some bestseller. I, I just, you know. So he said, no, no, the Lord told me. You know, sometimes people say the Lord told them and it's not the Lord. And I questioned whether the Lord told but he said, the book premises that you and Peggy, because we thought about being a priest and nun, actually became a priest and nun, but loved each other. And they separate us, and he goes to African forms fawn. So I, I said, well, help him start it. He did a little, but then God would give it to me in scenes. And I would say, you know what? They're going to make a movie out of this book. And my wife would laugh at me and my kids. And so I wrote the book. And God gave it to me in scenes, and we, we published it, you know, self-published, sent a copy to New York to our relatives, my cousin, and she said, Frankie, please don't put this out publicly. It's an embarrassment to the family. I said, Fran, thanks a lot, you know. But she said, no, there's typos, mistenses, misspell. I said, I, I, you're right. Who am I to write a book? So I shelved it for three years. I was doing premarital counseling, and the guy that I was— you know, the husband-to-be, he said, Pastor Frank, I've got a deal for you. If you will uh, do our wedding for free, I will uh, professionally edit your book. I said, oh, that's a deal, you know, and he did. We republished. Uh, someone else gave me a large sum of money. Then they brought Shantae Delon to me and said, she's interested in making your book into a movie. And she had a TV show then called The Detroiters, and she's out in Hollywood now. But I said, okay, we used the money. We made... The movie, it was a lot of work in one month, but then it was in post-production for a year and a half. It's called Forbidden. You can actually get it now on Amazon Prime, Google Play, Apple TV, Tubi. Uh, it's amazing. We have a low-level indie rights uh, contract uh, for distribution. And the beautiful thing of it all, as crazy as it seems, 10 years later, is that the movie was given back to Fawn to own, Fawn purchased the movie from the creators, and that's another story. Fawn owns the movie. We will get our first royalty check April 15th, and we get paid per minute by people who view it on Amazon Prime, by commercials on Tubi, by uh, percentage of rentals on Google. All those things they've all explained to me. But the amazing part is that Fawn needs the money. We're at a place where, you know, and we will now be regularly supported by the royalties. And that guy's prophetic word came to pass. If you will write this book, they will support Fawn. And it has energized our board, and I encourage you to watch it. Go, go ahead. It's called Forbidden, if you need to plug in Forbidden Love 2019. And it, it just it plays so well. Almost it looks like a movie made for TV. It's just... But God is amazing, and he has prepared the good work before me in advance from the foundation of the world that I should walk in it to send nutrition to feed the sick of the world, those with AIDS in Africa. God's got something special for you. This adds tremendous purpose to my life. So I want to pray for you, for God to reveal what it is that you're called to do. So Father, in the name of Jesus, make it plain. Write the vision. Write it out plainly that they can see it, that they can run with it. They will know what you want them to do, just as you've done for me. 
And I commit this unto you. I commit them unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you need someone to pray for you and agree with you for your vision to come to pass, please let me know. Write me at frankjulian5 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Please tell a friend about the program and tune in next week. God bless you. Goodbye for now.